Welcome to A Pitcher of Beer with Stick It In Your Ear, a 24-year-old record store in Springfield, Missouri. I'm your host, Nathan Weidman, here with owner Wes Nichols to drink beer and unlock the black holes of his mind. So grab a beer and attempt to understand the wealth of useless but kick-ass information. Okay. All right, we're here with Super T. 16, number 16. I don't know if it's number 16. If or, we well, it. we'll bank it. It's This is a bonus. 15 and 7 eighths. Bonus <laughs> broadcast. It is a, a dear friend of mine. Tommy Fulcher, who is uh, Alan Jackson's road manager slash bus driver, and he's been kind enough to join us for... I pick up his dry cleaning, too. Yeah. I've and? S- I've seen his shorts. That's because... And they're I amazing. Them. I didn't know he was that delicate and small. I didn't, yeah. know, he was, I didn't know he was a medium in brief. Boy, if that gets out, So this podcast only reaches about three miles square. Well, we, 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 we can only hope, because, I mean, the, the 17-page non-disclosure... <laughs> Includes his mini briefs. I could I could show you a picture. I could show the yeah, people here a picture yeah. of it. Yeah. Well, they're just white, but yeah. I had a mouse. I actually had a mouse. White. White. I told you about a, a mouse, mouse in your briefs. No, I had a I mouse get on the lunch. bus. I had a mouse get on the bus on a trip to California earlier this year. He jumped on, and I think in New Mexico. <laughs> this is no joke. And so <laughs> the air conditioning. This is the funny it anyway. I don't know how I got here, but that happens with me. And uh, anyway, the mouse got into the into the sock and underwear drawer, and uh, it chewed holes into the magic underwear. <laughs> magic but it, but underwear. the best part about it was he was going to get ready for the show, and he opened the drawer, and the little bastard jumped right out on him and ran, about ran up his leg, and I heard him go, "Oh, buddy!" And I and he, and he comes up front, and I said, "What happened?" And he told me that. But I caught him. Is that a rat in your shorts or a snake in your trousers? Are you just happy to, are you just happy to see me, Dad? <laughs> but I, I, I need to do. I do need to say congratulations to my boss right now, because for tomorrow, Marion is a daughter. Uh, the, his his uh, his oldest daughter, Miss Maddie, is getting married, and he's a good dude. He's a good dude. It's not what you told me. But oh, anyway, here we go. It's not what I heard. To, uh, Stop it. <laughs> He'll actually laugh. All right, let's start, let's start country rock. I mean, uh, you, you know so well, T, about, about the origins of a lot of that stuff in Nashville, which I don't know much about, but I do know uh, the common thread in the roots of rock comes from basically when the birds, before they were the birds... Mm. You had David Crosby and uh, Jim McGuinn, who changed his name to Roger and then back to McGuinn. But these guys were folkies in the early 60s. And when their parents were growing up, they, uh, they had records by this incredible bluegrass band called the Dillards. Now, what do you know about them existing in Nashville? I know they, they claimed Branson as a home for about 20 years, but I think they claimed... Nashville, a long time as and, a home, and, for a and long then time. Virginia, I guess you know a few of them lived there, but they were scattered, right. kind of, weren't they? Really? I think I in the latter them. years, in the latter years, but I know when they were on the Andy Griffith show, Which it seems them. like they they flew them. They they didn't know about planes, so like the first time they were driven out there, and then the second time they flew yeah. to be on the Andy Griffith, the black and white, you know, early the good, Andy the good Griffith Andy shows. shows, and. uh and they didn't know about airplanes. I mean, it was just really, wow. it was very, it, sh- it foreshadowed how funky they were on the Andy Griffith show. They made them look so plain and simple like Beverly Hillbillies. But they were really, those cats were <laughs> like that. But they were savant because they, they were all, 
you know, they were dad when they were born there. I guess you know the father and mother threw instruments in their hands, and which happened to a lot of those. Yeah. I mean, a lot of the a lot of the people that I've had the pleasure to meet, um, doing what I do, working in this stuff. It, it's been <clears throat> that's what I get from it. Like Allison right. Krauss, Allison Allison Krauss is from Champagne. I grew up not far from there. We're about the same age. I said, no, I think she's but she's a Nashville transplant. She's a little right. younger than me, but right. yeah, she's right. her and her brother Victor. Victor, when I worked with Lyle Lovett, Victor played bass, stand-up bass. So the whole family was. The whole, they just look at how talented she is. It's like you, you take and you just throw. They throw instruments in her hands, and if you're blessed with it, and the parents. Well, it didn't happen. Parents, I noticed you know, in rock and roll, it didn't happen overnight. You had this appreciation, and then the birds come together. And Gene Clark, who was. Yeah. Uh, an incredible member of the birds. He died, and he's buried up here in Tipton, about two hours away. He's Which we still Tipton, have to Missouri. go. We gotta go. Yeah, I've never seen his grave, and uh, just an incredible. The guy was an incredible songwriter, an incredible um, uh, vocalist too. I mean, he was harmony. David Crosby said, "I was good at creating harmonies, three-part harmonies in the birds." Gene Clark was the fucking best. And that's how I feel it. about Graham Parsons. Right, absolutely, and that we'll, we'll get to that. But let me back up yeah, a little I'm, bit I'm and say, jump, I jumped ahead there. Gene, Gene was had this huge fear, phobia of flying, so he quits the band, and the first thing he does, he goes and makes a record, a seminal, seminal country rock record with the Dillards, called a Fantastic Expedition, and uh, he also hooked up with the Gosden brothers, and I know you knew Gene Gosden, or knew of him very closely, and all those first generation cats but that's what we kind of see as the embryo if i'm not correct it was the bluegrass gospel and you know and the blues melded together and 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 it was but but it wasn't country i mean it was country rock or well, melodic, in the, in, melodic folky in the, in, in the eyes of rock because they used because they had a steel guitar mm-hmm. They had right. they had leads of steel guitar. Right. You did have a little bit of violin or fiddle. Yeah. You had Telecaster. You had that sound, that little bit of slide maybe. But they kept it in kind of a four four rock right. idiom. They, it kept it kept driving. It wasn't a shuffle. It wasn't right. it wasn't right. you know, like a dance hall song. There you go. You know Very I mean? good. And at this time, uh, it's it's odd that two of the biggest figures 50 years down the line, we're both in the birds. And even though I don't think they ever recorded anything together, they were so close to each other in the, in the, in the space of rock and roll. And that was Gene Clark that we'd spoke to earlier, spoken up to earlier and Graham Parsons and Graham Parsons was this cat from a psychedelic band called the International Submarine Band, and he just came. He was a big fan of George Jones and Buck Owens. Big time. And he jumps into the birds with these ideas of marrying literally what they still call now the first dyed-in-the-wool country rock record, which is the birds' sweetheart of the rodeo, and still their best-selling record, I believe, of all time, as far as the band goes. And I think he, he perfected it so much... You know, everything from these standards like Hickory Wind and, and other songs. And then they kind of jumped together with Jim McGuinn and he recorded a few things. That After that record, there was nowhere else for him to go. He was kind of this, this, this in, the, in the circles of music, he was just this demigod. Keith Richards loved him. And he and Keith became good friends and good heroin buddies. And that's what, oddly enough, affected 
the Stones for a couple records to go country rock. Beggar's Banquet, Half of Sticky Fingers, you know, Moonlight Mile, and all these songs that are country. They're called country. I believe it was Jagger that called it country honk. And I think he just made that. It was either either Jagger or Graham that called it country honk. And after that, of course, Gene Clark had some solo records that didn't do well that are incredibly rare and hard to find and very, very solid records if you guys can find any of those Gene Clark solos in the late 60s up through the late 70s. But Graham, although he had a short life and died of a heroin overdose out in the California desert, had a couple of records with a group called the Flying Burrito Brothers that was, these, those two records were out of control. Which is, again, Incredible. It's, it's An all, extension of that Bird, Sweetheart of the Rodeo yeah, record. It, the Birds, if you, to, for me personally, because I, I love the Birds, but you look at the Birds, and just, if you could picture in your head, and you could draw little lines like a family tree, right? And you look at what's spawned off of the Birds... Crosby, Stills, Nash, Crosby, Stills, Nash, Young, Poco, the Flying Burrito Brothers. And this all came afterwards. And then all of those started splitting off. And of course now everybody that's a casual fan knows as the, says the grandfathers of country rock were the Eagles. I mean, that's... Well, but, but, but I, and, and they... I gotta disagree with that. I gotta disagree because... Tim Schmidt came from Poco. Right. He came over to the Eagles. The Eagles were Linda Richie Ron- Fury. Richie I mean, Fury. you got to say before any Which of that, Buffalo Springfield. Buffalo Springfield. Buffalo Springfield um, had to be probably, besides the Gene Clark solo stuff and the one-off and again, Birds I record. Forgot them in the, my right. Yeah, Buffalo Springfield. Buffalo Springfield, those Eagles, guys. Sure. And I think that is where the rock group stole that Nashville country sound and took it to... Southern California, as you talked about before we pressed mm-hmm. record on this, right. that who would have ever thought in the late 60s through the late 70s that country rock's home would be in Southern fucking California. Southern California, namely L.A. And, and San Francisco. And, and not in Bellevue, Tennessee mm-hmm. or something. Right, right, absolutely. But there's one guy that never gets any fucking credit, zero, and he's one of my favorite artists, and he writes a rock song like he does a country song, but he immediately jumped ship knowing that he wasn't going to make a dime, and that's Michael Nesmith of the Monkees. He had four or five records from 69 to 74 with the national band, and every, every session player in the late 60s that was a country cat wanted to play with Michael Nesmith because he was going like Graham, yeah. pure country. And another weird thing, Gene never played with Nesmith. Nesmith never really played with Graham Parsons, none of those guys. But they were all kind of watching each other in the late 60s, early 70s and playing off each other, playing off that sound. And oddly enough, until the Eagles came along, radio wouldn't play it. Radio wouldn't play it. I mean, you might, you might probably easier to hear a Nesmith, a Graham Parsons, a Gene Clark song on country AM radio as you would any kind of AM rock radio at yeah. the time because they just frowned on it. They frowned on it. And the Eagles, 70, early 72, came out with Take It Easy, and that really was a song that broke a lot of barriers, and people started saying, okay, that's okay to listen to. Because I remember growing up, and you either just fucked, you liked country or liked rock, and there was no, no, in between. no blend. Well, when we grew up, that's right. what it was. Yeah. And that's where I think Graham Parsons kind of broke that down because he loved the Stones, but he loved George Jones. 
Uh, he wanted to wear the nudie suits like Buck Owens. He wanted to be Don Rich of Buck Owens' band. You know, he wanted that ethos, that lifestyle. And then the Eagles, which they'll tell you, man, hey, man, there's no Graham Parsons. Not not any of them mention Michael Nesmith ever. But they mention Graham they like do. he was an essential vitamin in keeping the, you know, the Frankenstein <laughs> had alive. Have I had, had to have, to have him. And, of course, he, you know, what did uh, James Dean, you know, live live fast, die young, leave a, a beautiful corpse? Well, that's what he did. He was 20. Uh, was he a 27? Or maybe 20, not even 20, that old. 20, five 20, or six, maybe. 20, yeah. Well, and really, I, I mean, I was raised on that theory that country will rot your insides. My dad used to tell me well, that. Well, that's when not I was what you were listening to. It was the shit that, you were drinking while you were listening to. But that was, but that was my, my dad used to tell me that when I was a little kid. You know, and I grew up believing it. Your dad was a rocker, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. hell yeah. yeah. But I really did grow up like that. And that's part of that. You were He, he was the one side. There was no other side. Right. You can't switch or be both. Yeah. And really, oh, that's, he used to tell was. me that. See, that's he used that's to tell me that. But that's how it no, was. No, my dad. My mom true. was caught in the middle. But you, yeah. but you were raised in. You're from Texas, and there's a little Dallas. different. Yeah. yeah, a little different. Yeah, my parents uh, are older, but she loved the Eagles and Steve Miller because I got in trouble. But that was the first Miller. early yeah, early cool. mid seventies. Was really the first generation that said, "Yeah, I kind of see kind of it a can, hybrid." It can, yeah. There, you it know, can be both. And. uh like I said, you got to give it to the Eagles for being the first super group that was a country. They were great writers. Come on, you guys. I mean, mm-hmm. and they, yeah. Yeah, they weren't afraid yeah. of that. They're amazing performers. Yeah. I saw them yes. in Goldman. I haven't seen them again. Same thing with Steve Miller. I've seen yeah. them multiple times. Yeah. They're great. And Steve had, had a kind of a vibe. funky country side, too. Yeah. Wild Mountain Honey. Yeah, like very insight. Right. Yeah. And very like psychedelic. Like yeah. Like yeah. Steve Miller, he's Steve a Miller band is great, great, great. Good stuff. But uh, the Eagles weren't afraid to let outside cats come in. You know, yeah. they, they had J.D. Souther come in and co-write right. a song, who's still a, a great uh, backup singer. And they had, of course, uh, the uh, Jackson Brown came in and co-wrote four yeah. or five of their number ones. Yeah. Well, and take, take, was take, take cut. it easy. Yeah. Yeah. Take it easy was right. cut, cut right. the Jackson Brown on for every man. Right. Correct? Correct. Correct. Before before it came out on Eagles. Sure. And it was Jackson's version. Sure. Right? Mm -hmm. And I heard recently, and it goes always, it's going back and forth now, there'll never be another Eagles, the other coming back, and... Before they, they were thinking about Glenn Fry's son, I had heard they bounced around. Well, I guess, around. You, guess who they, they asked. bounced around you know, you know Jackson who, Brown to do it. You know, you know, you know who they... Uh, well, this is Wes's secretary. And, I mean, they had other people. They were co-wrote. Even when they all went solo, Henley wrote with... Henley wrote a song for John Wayne to the Babies that was a top ten. He wrote... But those guys were so incredibly prolific for... As Elton John used to say, you're lucky if you have the the muse for three to five years. And that's really solid. You know, McCartney heard about him talking like that. And he and Elton John are kind of fans of each other from a big distance. They asked McCartney what is the greatest double album of all time. And he thought he was going to say the White Album. He said, nope. it's Goodbye, Yellow Brick Road. Goodbye, Yellow Brick Road. Uh, uh, so, but yeah. in three to five years, you have to think that you could make a... Mm-hmm. And back then three, they did. Back, back then they did. Elton yeah, John would have so three records in a year. You, I mean, he would f- record God, three fucking God, records so in a year. Albums. You just look at people's just like, right. wow, just does how, wow, how. But well, it's weird because McCartney, McCartney has you know four or five there with the Beatles that were just everything he touched turned to gold, mm-hmm. and then he was lucky enough to have it again 
later in his career. Well, you can tell. And Robert Plant is still Robert Plant is still making great. Pretty good. Yeah, but it's just that nobody's no. I don't know. We're so fickle. I love Jimmy Page is a different. Yeah, a different animal. I think that's a. So how about, for some reason, she popped into my head because of going to Southern California and talking about all these cats mm-hmm. and how they all kind of lived together and they all fed off each other. Yeah. But Miss Joni Mitchell had mm-hmm. some Absolutely, absolutely. And and the byproducts of Buffalo right? Springfield, like uh, uh, Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young. Manassas, mm-hmm. Stephen Stills, Manassas. Manassas had a couple of good records. Right? Uh, you know, and they, they, they that schismed into they different bands. And then, of course, Buffalo... Because, Poco, because, Poco. because 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 Poco, when 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 Crazy Eyes yeah. came out, right? right, which was written, yeah. that was their sure. that was their farewell to Graham. That was them right. talking about Graham, yeah. mm-hmm. um, kind of like Pink Floyd, how they talked about Sid, about yeah. Sid, right, mm-hmm. right, and and. Uh, but Joni kind of she kept on her track too. She was so she did, folky, man. but she did have a country twin. She helped. She helped. Linda Ronstadt. Man, see, come on. Are that's you kidding? The, but yeah, see, that's where absolutely Linda because, because you look, dig around, dig it up, Google it, whatever you're gonna do. Look up Linda Ronstadt in the early in the Stone Pony days, which those. Linda Ronstadt and the Stone Ponies records. Three records they did. The right. most. That's the best. And she. And those I just, are pop folk records. But, those but are, those pop are the psyche. Only ones that but I'm just I telling you, I love them. I just read they this. Only did three records. I read this article the other day on this news site that I kind of look at, even though I've switched off all the news because it's terrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, that she said she goes. I hate all my. She basically said, I hate all my music. And I was really taken, I read this article and I was taken back by, it was in the Hollywood Reporter or something like that. And I'm like, what? I mean, I, she just, even going back to then, I'm thinking, she only likes that, for some reason where she's at now, she only likes that big band Nelson Riddle oh, kind of stuff she did. Shit, and she I mean, did. and I, and bless your well, heart, she's honey. Like, she's like brain t- or tumor or something. Something's well, wrong with her, right? She has MS, God MS. bless her. She, she and it's killing me because I love her. I love her music. And, uh, yeah. And yeah. back about 73, 4, 5, uh, she had some great uh, hits. She was smoking hot. Remember Hastin' Down the Wind? She didn't have a bra and she was All I can tell you is so hot. All I can tell you That's is when I, I before music was when, when my <laughs> older sister when my older sister had the forty fives of yeah. her and the cutoff Daisy Duke. Oh man. And I was coming into that time of my life. Why is everybody leaving the table once we start talking about uh, Linda Ronstadt? I don't know. Anyway, we should probably move on. I don't know. I don't they know. might be. I was out of here. Yeah. I was out of here. I I prefer to remember Hasten Down the Wind rather than Trio. You know, at one time Dolly Morton had some really nice tits. Dolly? Let me tell you something. There's a a crossover. How about the crossover of Dolly? Uh, You know, rock and roll country. No rock. I don't know. Are we going back like old school? Like the Opry? Are we going to the Grand Opry? That's certainly right, Nathaniel. Because I remember. I can remember a time when uh, we had uh, we had Dolly come by and uh, she she actually sang uh, at my gubernatorial. Uh, Goober, no pun intended. <laughs> I, <tell you> <laughs> uh, I said, you know what? The party's over and you, you don't have to go home, but you can sure the hell stay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Well, are we done? Did we do it? No. We still got more to do. Country rock, man, it's a little, it's hard. I mean, once you know, I have a question. It's really really hard. I'm not categorizing some of the ones you brought up as country rock. Like, like, Crosby's still Nash and Young. I'm like, is that country rock? Yeah, absolutely. you know, like the rush yeah, so, like, you know, like... But the, I have a question about... Okay, then, then, you're, then you're going to get... Then, are we going like that way? Now we're going to segue... Yeah. Into, yes, we're we going to segue yeah, from that into, into early 70s, middle 70s. No, that's not you, my question. You want to go to Southern Rock? No, or I want to know, go I to? know where, where does country rock meet mm-hmm. rockabilly? Meet rockabilly. Well, rockabilly's yeah. always shuffle. I've never heard. Uh, 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 I've never uh, heard a rockabilly song. It was a. Uh, I want to know where this, slow where this changes. I, th- I don't. Like, know. When okay. do you when do you decide when it's one thing and not another? Okay. Like, well, Curious no. I mean, well, like, like, like if you're Hank yeah. three, I guess you would call like really. That's dying in the wool country, but then it's some of his shit's uh, crazy. Hank three is, yeah, Hank three. Uh, he's got some ballads. I let. I yeah. mean, I'm not gonna say he's all hardcore all the time, but uh, there's a local band. I don't know if you heard them, St. Dallas and the Sinners. Huh. Ever heard of them? Uh, mm-hmm. From Kansas City, great band. Have you ever heard of one. Three Jacks and a Jill? No, now, I loved them back in the '70s. No, they I haven't. Yeah. But I that's know. my question. Like, I like rockabilly. I. I and I don't know what the difference is between like where does that verge off from? Well, I can tell you. I can. I can tell you. I know what it sounds like. I know what it sounds like. Yeah, I know what it sounds. I know what it sounds like. You know, that's all I think. Where did the two split? Because you know, I know that rockabilly had to come from country rock. Well, country it actually rock probably came from country. Metal. It probably. Came I, from I, country. I think. I think it came from country. Mm-hmm. And Buddy Holly. And uh, and well. Yeah, but Elvis, but but Elvis's first record, self-titled. Yeah, where, he, sing, where he sings "Rip It Up." Yeah, yeah. that's rockabilly. That's rockabilly, yeah. baby. Okay. Yeah. So okay. who was hanging out at that time at Sun Studios around Elvis? Well, you know, Fenderman, as we were talking about, right. Mule Skinner Blues, the big four, Carl Perkins, the big four, the big four baby. Carl Perkins, mm-hmm. right? Right. So I mean. Is Jerry Lee Lewis still alive? Yes, remember because I is he a hundred and seven? Yeah, is he that yet? How can he be the last man standing? We talked about it. Should I walk? Should I walk over there to that pile of records and pull out that one I just bought from Stick It in Your Ear? That's him going back to his roots, but he just Where doesn't he's look. Flip-flops he doesn't look alive on that cover. He looks like so maybe they've been way him. too much time with Jimmy Buffett, and that's what. He's doing. Um, no, I, no. But he, I mean, even he, through he, the eighties uh, and the nineties, you had the sand. Yes, yes. There you go. Very good. No, very good. No. See, I think they're kind of on the. No, because Credence. You're going to call Credence. Some songs. Some songs. I see a crossover that kind of like bluesy, kind of like hard rock. I'll tell you what. Psych. John Fogarty. John Fogarty. Because okay. because let me tell you, uh, a couple of years ago, I, I, I took my boss man down to a studio out in Williamson County, outside Nashville, because John asked him to come and sing a song. Alan got to sing Who'll Stop the Rain yes. with John oh, wow. on, a, on a double record called I Wrote a Song for Everyone. And it is okay. all... It's 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 mostly country artists. You all can look it up. It's a great record. But I got to meet John that day, which for me, I don't get starstruck after thirty years. 
But <laughs> when you John when you Fogarty. meet John Fogerty, yeah, that's amazing. That's got to be crazy. Yeah. yeah, I was nervous as hell. I was yeah. nervous as a shit house rat. Right, right. Well, and, and, but he was, no, I mean, but no, he was I mean, so yeah. nice. And he goes, <laughs> and he goes, he goes, you gonna come in here, man? Sit in the control room and give a listen. And I went, I'm coming. Yeah. Right. And I sat there, and I got to hear. Give him a background, creepy background while he he listened to it. Shine his shoes. No, because he was playing. Give him around the world. Right, because he was playing. He was in there playing along. Alan was in an isolation booth. And, you know, it's a small studio, a great little studio there. And, um, but uh, it's called The Castle. It's this old rock house. Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll, I'll digress a very short minute, but it's an old rock house that has this secret tunnel out the back. That goes back to the Harpeth River. It's wow. out in the country, off of a off off a main side road, off of a main highway that's been there forever. Al Capone used to stop through there and hide. It was one of Al Capone's hideouts. They had this trap door that's still there and a little thing you can go through. And if ever, something ever, if anybody ever came from the front, the house was made with rock two feet thick. They could sneak Al all the way out this tunnel and get him out the back. Wow. And put him in a boat, a rowboat, across the river. There would be another car all the time with a guy. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Wow. That's, Good that's vibes. Impressive. And then if he wanted to come in about 2 o'clock, he'd sneak back up right. and yeah, grab yeah, a harmonica it was, it was and good. do a badass version that's of 25 you go, in there, you go yeah. in there now, wow. and, and, and it's a studio wow. now, but and, and, it's a, and it's an yeah. analog studio. Wow. When they were doing this, not cheap. Yeah, not cheap. When they were doing this, I was in the I'm in the control room. I look over and there are two twenty four track and the tapes are rolling on. Two inch tapes, yeah. There was a cat sitting on a little roller stool. We haven't talked about it. Watching everybody's going back to analog, man. Okay. I'm just telling you in Nashville in Nashville there's a whole unless you're Carrie Underwood and I'm not even gonna go there. Or some of this new crap, where I'd it all sounds there. the same. Do you call that country pop? What do you call that? I call it. It is. I, what do you call that? Country pop? Uh, I don't know. What do you I, call the new stuff that's coming out? Hey, what do you uh, call a Florida wait. Georgia line? Well, no, let, what do you call that? A name. Well, give it a name. He what do you call it? Threw what do you up call in his mouth it? a little bit. Yeah, I know he did. But <laughs> what do you call it? Um, the first Taylor Swift record is very country pop. But what, what do you, know, you call it? Stuff. I don't know. Does it have a name? What do you In the company? Call it? Does country it have pop a name? Is. No, it doesn't it have is. a name. I know, I'm not in the face. Yeah. That's he, country pop. He's in distress. Yeah, I don't know what you call it. That's what you call it. What would you call it? I, I, There's no name in the industry. You know what I call it? Other than no. shit. No, no. Do, do you want to honestly know what I call yeah. it? Yeah. I call it, what I call it is money in the bank for where the industry in especially Nashville and unfortunately a little bit in New York but LA melded together to make a product and push it out there because I was just having a it doesn't matter how I was just having this conversation I know I'm gonna be bouncing all over but that's how I am sorry I was having this conversation with Wes the other day after Tom Petty died God rest his soul I said there's no one coming around to fill the shoes of all of the ones we've lost. Mm-hmm. And it started with Beethoven, when Beethoven died. Mm-hmm. You understand? Yep. That's just how I feel. Yep. I'm a musical, I'm a musical I snob. I don't care. People, they're going to listen and go, oh, God, and, you know, disagree, whatever. Yep. Okay. No, right. Before but, we but, go, but, before but, we go, I know you guys don't like it, but you can't disagree. You know, From the 60, late 60s to like the early 80s, 
country rock was still the, the the home was in Southern California. It was. Who stole it back in the eighties? You know who it was. None of us like him, but he single handedly brought back rock into country music, and that's Garth Brooks, you guys. Mm. Yeah. And we don't want to. I know, I know, but he did. You guys know it. Uh, he had crossover songs that played Thunder Rolls. All this song that the song no, that I made mean, it well, no. it made it, 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 it enabled guys like Alan, kind of like guys like Travis Tripp. I will never, ever in my life ever say to my boss, who I respect a right. lot, <laughs> I will never tell me, I will never say to him about that. I would let him make his own decision, but. I'm looking forward to his speech when he gets inducted. At the right. End of the oh, yeah. yeah be into the Hall of Fame. But yeah. what rock and roll, then we'll end it here. What rock and roll cast does he like? That would probably tell you the, more the than he The big names. Could. Yeah. Who did he? Yeah. I mean, I, you know what? I don't, in all honesty, guys. You never talked to him about it? No, we have talked very, mm-hmm. we've talked a little about because I when I come bouncing in on, onto the bus off the road mm-hmm. and I've got a handful of records, he'll, be, he'll always be like, what'd you buy? Right, and I'll show them, and, and again, it's all over the map, like that stack right there. Okay, it's comedy right. to whatever, right? Uh-huh. And he's always interested in what I find. Really, but never mentioned. Man, I sure do not like that Bob. No, but, no, but I can tell. I will tell you this: when the man's warming up before a show, what he puts on, what he puts on, there's two genres of music. On the little, you know, on your satellite radio, because mm-hmm. we have satellite on the bus, right? Direct TV, nine hundred channels, yeah, okay. whatever, right? Mm-hmm. So he puts the sonic music on. It's classic country, and it's and it's the channel that has like southern rock or country rock early stuff that would play like harmony type stuff, like Eagles, Poco, Skinner. No. Nothing that hard. <laughs> Nothing that hard. Really more, very folk-based. Yeah. More folk-based. Folk, folk, right. And, right. He, and he, he'd be back there doing his yells and doing the warm-ups and he'll, you know, and that's, and and, and, and the traditional stuff. That's strange that he would but never really, bring really like, like, are you talking Merle, Cash, yeah. Hank Williams, yeah. Wayland? Yeah, like yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That George kind Jones. Of yes. Okay. Yeah. But I mean, he 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 wouldn't mind early Eagles, but he doesn't, he doesn't really like rock and roll. He's very true. He's very really? purist. Okay. About... Right. About what Fair it enough. is, you know. No, I was enough. trying to remember. I, the I, hell. I don't like that. But I was know. trying to remember where the hell I was <laughs> going uh, <laughs> after a couple of beers here with that last thought I had. But um, anyway, somebody help me. <laughs> I'd like to just uh, Tommy take this shot of Novocaine and just we're gonna we're gonna take a look at that number one by Cuspid. We gotta pay the bills, guys. So oh here, wait, I stuck it in your eye. Doing, oh. doing some. Uh, little dentistry here just to pay the bills. We'll see you next week.